Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special edition of the Rebuttal Sport Podcast. We're looking at the Rugby League kicks off this week. And as usual, I'm joined by Shane. Yeah, evening, Michael. And uh, we've got the big fellas coming off the bench for us, so give us a hand, because he's the all things rugby league. Chris, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Mick. How about yourself, bud? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Evening, Shane. It is great to be uh, amongst sporting royalty, royalty with you two blokes. <laughs> He's up. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, evening, Chris. How are you, mate? It's good to have you on board. Yeah, not too bad, bud. Thanks for that. Well, guys, we'll, we'll kick off the uh, predictions for the season and, and everything like that. But the, the big news today, just announced today, is that, that Cameron Smith is retired. Yeah, uh, what what a career! Uh, you know, they they call him the goat for a reason. Um, he has been the the stalwart of the of the Melbourne club for such a long time. Uh, Four hundred and thirty odd games, um, three legitimate premierships with them. Um, I think forty forty odd games of state of origin. Um, I think close to close to the same number of test matches, if not a little bit more. Uh, what a guy. What a player. Yeah, well, it's man. really the, the end of an era. I see it as an end of an era, really. I mean, those, you know, the legendary Melbourne Storm teams and the legendary Queensland teams when they won eight, I think it was eight in a row, date of origin. You know, he was sort of front and centre of those teams. And, you know, we've had Slater and, and, and the likes of those, you know, sort of drift away in the last couple of years, but he stayed on. But all good things have to come to an end. Well, I was going to say, mate, because I, I don't know a huge amount about rugby league. I'm the first to admit that. And uh, but even I knew who Cameron Smith was. So so yeah, there's a that that must be saying something. So <laughs> he's uh, he's the fact that he's uh, 37 years old, and and there there was still a couple of clubs that were having a sniff around for him to. To keep playing, granted, it is you know it's it's Brisbane who didn't have a flash year last year, taking out the spoon. Um, but the Titans, I think, I think he would have done some good there if he was uh, interested in hanging around, especially with um, the rebuild of the big list Mal. that they've done. But yeah, and they got Big Mal on board there, I think. They do, mate. Yeah, he's a, he's um, part of the the football department there, and and and, and you know obviously that 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 attachment they've got with Queensland and. He's moved to the Gold Coast with the family. Um, would have been interesting, but I mean, it's, it's not off the cards. They, they've, they've extended the deadline for signing people to, through till the first of August, um, so things could happen. But at the moment, yeah, he's retired, and um, all the very best to the future for him, I guess. And they had the uh, the big statue unveiling today, and <laughs> we, were just, we were just looking at the pictures of that just before. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> I think, let, let's just say I think there's better statues of people uh, around the place that bear a better resemblance. It's, yeah, it's not as bad as Cristiano Ronaldo's <laughs> one, but it's the it's ballpark. It's definitely ballpark. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same uh, category. You reckon, Shane? Yeah, a hundred percent. Ah. All right, so well, let's let's get into the. Obviously, the season kicks off on on Thursday night, isn't it? Thursday night, I think it is, mate. Yeah, so, and uh, the the team we've just been talking about, the Storm, taking on the Rabbits. Um, 
it's uh, it's a great way to kick off the season and easily the game of the round, I think, at this stage. So um, could be interesting. Yeah, no, definitely will be. I've actually uh, part of my uh, research for this year is I've, I've de- determined to watch at least one game a weekend. And uh, so this weekend, I said to myself, I'm going to make it that game because it looks like it'll be all right. Yeah, I think that it will be a good game. And I, I follow the storm, so I will be watching that one. But there's another game there that I really like. It's early in the season, so it can't be an eight-point match, so to speak, you know. But the Warriors and the Titans, I look at that as they can really get, you know, set their season up with a good early win. Um and they're both going to be two teams that are vying for those last couple of spots in the in the finals. So just straight up a great game. I think that'll be a great match. Yeah, could, couldn't agree more, mate. I um I, I think that the the Warriors and the Titans will both be uh, in contention uh, when the whips are cracking towards the back end of the year. Uh, and and so that is that is a. That is a good game. That's one worth watching. Uh, it's certainly going to be a better game than the last game of the round, which is the um, the Snorefest, the Dragons and the Sharks. <laughs> and and uh, just a cheerio to, to, to the, uh, the Dragons' number one ticket holder, <laughs> Kurgan, who will no doubt be tuning in. Oh, geez, I sincerely hope he's not because that's not the first that's not the last whack that I'm going to give the Dragons <laughs> well so well, if we're giving out whacks let's just get it over and done with so we can you can just skip past the, the 30 seconds of the show mate so who, who have you got winning the spoon this year uh, so I, I've, I've got the spoon a, a, a race in three I, I don't think that the uh, I don't think the Broncos have, have got enough just in going and signing a new coach, Kevy. Um, I think that he will bring up back a little bit of the uh, the wrong, a few of the Broncos' old boys, and there might be a little bit more starch about the club uh, in coming years. But I, I think that they're gonna they're gonna struggle, and they'll double down the bottom bottom area of the ladder. Uh, I think the Sharks will as well. But uh, as painful as it is to say. Uh, and, and a very proud club that they are. It'll be their first one in history, but I think the Dragons are the spooners for me. I, I, I don't see much upside to where they're at at the moment. I agree. I think the, the Dragons, um, yeah, I just can't see they've really got any sort of strength across the line. And, yeah, I think they're, um, they're going for a long, long winter. Well, in in my infinite wisdom, I've actually I've actually gone the West Tigers for uh, to to pick up the spoon. So they got a pretty looks like they got a pretty tough start to the to the year, and uh, I, I don't think it'll get any easier for them after that. You, you know, always chasing once you lose the first four or five. So that's that's my tip, and uh, you know I wouldn't put any money on it, but. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, look! There's, there's, but I'm with that. Yeah, they've they've been on they they've been on a sort of a list rebuild, and they've and they've got some decent signings in there, and they've and they've done a bit of work. Um, but it probably won't pay off for them in the immediate future. Um, they'll, they'll certainly be in the bottom half of the ladder. I don't know that they're they're um they're going to spoon it, but I mean, you know, um, I think that's I think that's very perceptive of your Mick for someone who doesn't really follow the game. 
Oh, I've, d- I've been doing a little bit of reading of the last couple of weeks, mate. So just getting ready for this. So, so <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> so, what about the other end of the spectrum, boys? What about uh, the premiers for twenty twenty one? Well, how about I kick this one off so that uh, we get more shit out the road, and then and then you blokes can have a decent crack at it. So, because I, I've gone, I've gone the Rabbitohs. Yep, yeah, uh, I've I've got the Rabbitohs in my eight, and I I do genuinely think uh, it's theirs to lose at the moment. Uh, I know it's only I know it's only trial form, but um, winning form's good form, they say. And and they looked really good in the charity shield. It was only the dragons that they were playing, but um, you've still got to you've still got to get out there and play the game with the opposition that's in front of you. Uh, they look really good. I think their first three games uh, are fairly important to to gauge on how their season's going to go because they're they're, they're going to be three Belton games, and uh, obviously we spoke about the Storm game, and and now I can't remember who the other two were against, but it was. Uh, it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think. I'm just. I'm just looking. I think they've got here. the chooks uh, in their early doors. Yeah, and uh, and Manly. Yeah. As well. yeah. Um, what have, what have you got, Shane? Oh, I'm I'm going to go with Penrith. I think um, you know they were one of the top teams last year. Um, I just think that they can they can build on that. They they got a young you know young side. Cleary will will learn from that experience last year, um, you know, and probably not not a great performance in the grand final, but he's a quality player, and I think he can he can be have a dominant year. I'm just I think the Storm, um, you know, losing Smith, but the replacements are different players from him. They play that that position differently. They tend to run a bit more where he would not run, and I think the backs set up on that, like they knew where to be and, you know, at what time. As they run more, they're going to have to play differently and I just think that may take some adjustment. So, yeah, I've got, I've got Penrith. Yeah, nice, mate. My, my uh, so I've, I've certainly got Penrith in my top eight. My, my concern, what steered me away from Penrith was um, that play, players that had stepped up last year have to, have to back that up. Um, and the competition obviously moves very quickly. So a player like Jerome Luai, who sort of caught a lot of people off guard last year, I think more teams will be ready for the way that he plays the game. Uh, so he's going to have to evolve, and, and they're asking a lot of a young player. Uh, he's certainly capable of it. He's been playing with Cleary for um, a long time. They play juniors together, and and they know each other inside out. Um, they're game-wise. Um, they, uh, they, certainly, they certainly can do it. But uh, that that was just what steered me away from them at the moment. Well, who's yours, Chris? Who are you going with, mate? Well, I'm I'm going to stick with the Rabbitohs to to win the premiership. My uh, I, being being a Chooks fan, I, I I hope that it's a uh, it's a, a Rabbitohs Roosters final. But I just think that their best at their, their best football um, is is way too good for anyone at the moment. What they've what they've built there, they've um. It feels like they've got 28 outside backs in their 30-man squad. They've gone and um, they've gone and signed the source from Penrith. They've brought him across. Um, they've uh, they've gone and got Benji as a backup. So through the uh, through the Origin period, they'll still have a uh, 
they'll still have a competitive team to put onto the field, and they and they're probably not going to drop games that they might have otherwise when when losing their rep players in the middle of the season. So uh, I'm hoping for Rabbitohs Roosters um, grand final. My 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 heart says Roosters, obviously, but but my head says Rabbits. What about the Daly M? Who are we going for there? So Mick and I actually agree on this, so I'll, I'll let Mick go. Yeah, we were talking just before, and uh, I've got I've got Cameron Munster. So I think with you know Cameron Smith obviously retiring today, and I think that he'll step up and and uh, and, and get a lot more accolades uh, now that Cam, that Cameron Smith's gone. So I've I've gone with him. Yeah, I've I've gone. I'm sticking with Penrith theme, so I've gone for Nathan Cleary. I think he'll learn a lot. Um, he'll learn a lot from that. I guess uh, the poor performance in the grand final last year, and I think he'll be a, the dominant player in the competition this year. And I think he, uh, with that extra experience and and I guess drive to succeed, I think he'll come out and he'll have an absolute brilliant year this year. And I'm backing him in for the for the Dally M. Yeah, I think that's very fair, mate. I think he is a great player. There's no question about that. So what are your reasons for going uh, Cameron Munster, Chris? Because you can give some real reasons now that I gave the... the, the, the no, 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 no. It's, it's not too dissimilar, mate, to be honest with you. I think that um, you know, you'd know from the AFL and the experience that you sort of see there that you, in, in good teams, you tend to see some players take some points off each other. Um, being a Cats fan, you know, I think that you certainly would have see, seen that over the years that they were um, performing at the highest levels. Not that they're not now, but when they were winning their premierships, they were um, they were obviously spreading um, spreading the performance and spreading the points across those things. Uh, yeah. I just think that um, Smithy being out of there, um, Harry Grant out for the first couple of rounds, it'll really give Munster an opportunity to to assert himself. Uh, in that spine um, and, and in the competition. And and uh, he's in that, you know, he's in that Dustin Martin mould. I think they're mates off the field anyway, but he's, he's just hungry. He's always hungry for success and he's always hungry to be better. Um, I, I think that, um, I think that he can become that player, you know, losing Cameron Smith and, you know, 10, ten minutes to go, the storm are down. Uh, everyone would be looking to Smithy. I think that I think that Munster can step up and become that that guy to to ice a game um, or or to keep them in it uh, if that's what he wants to be. And I, th- I think he's maturing, and I think that that's where he he wants to be. Good players always want the ball. I think that's him. Very good. Oh, I think you're right. So. And uh, the best thing about this is that we've uh, we've got it for prosperity, so we can come back at the end of the season and, and, and see how raw. Right. Look like complete goose. Geese, geese, Don't worry, mate. We don't do English, and we don't do prep on this on this podcast. So you're you're all good. So. Uh. <laughs> is there is there anything else we want to bring up, guys? While we before we wrap this up, uh, so I guess I guess the only thing um, you know, like you obviously in your AFL uh, podcast, there was some conversation about some rule changes and the man on the mark's been a big thing. And um, you know, I've, I've I've listened intently to 
to Shane talking about that and how much it opens up the corridor and, you know, um, people selling candy and going around the man on the mark and um, the things there. So a couple of rule changes in the NRL um, this year. Um, there's a two-point field goal kicked outside of the 40-metre line. Um, Mate? Yep. Oh, I was just going to say, um, oh, who's the – forgotten his name, the um... – Oh, I used to have, used to be at the Storm and Queensland uh, outside centre, I think, and um, he was the captain of the Rabbitohs. Um, oh, Greg, Greg Inglis. Greg Inglis. Remember that? <laughs> they were two points down. <laughs> he went for a field goal. Maybe he's ahead of his time, mate. He's ahead of his time. He was, mate. I think, yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> I, 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 actually, I think they were playing the Dragons at the time. Uh, yeah, there you go. I think that that's, uh, that's probably – Five or six years ago, and and yeah, um, but I, I think I think there's been those clangers throughout time, hasn't there? Where you um, people haven't really checked the score ball. Tell Matt, me, Matt Dunning doing it for the buddy Waratahs. Yeah, sorry, mate. I, I like. Tell me they've called all the English rules. Surely, <laughs> boys. Well, maybe they will. I like it. I reckon it's, I reckon it's a good goal, a, a good um, a good rule change that one. Yeah, I think in in the dying minutes or the or the dying seconds. Uh, a, a team, a team down by one or two, and looking to take it to golden point, or or, or potentially steal the win. Uh, I think you'll see um, teams set up for that, and play for that, and 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 just sort of, yeah, just some of that unstructured play and just keeping the ball going. Um, I think that'll be good. The um, the six again rule for the uh, the ten meter infringements. Uh, I think this is obviously about keeping the tempo up. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of it. I don't, I don't mind it. Um, obviously, repeated infringements, the, the referee can still blow a full penalty if that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I like this. I like this. Too often you see players, professional fouls really, trying to slow the game down and get a breather um, and just take the tempo away. And, it, yeah. It penalises. It just means that the attacking team can keep that momentum and keep going. So I, I do like that one. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, the the scrum uh, the scrum penalties. So the the uh, the scrum needs to remain set now until the referee calls break. So moving a little bit closer to a rugby union scrum. Not, not I don't think that they're going to be any more contested, but certainly players will be in the scrummage area um, for a bit longer. Um, if if a player breaks early, then the then the other team gets a full penalty. Um, it's interesting to note that if they take the option to reset the scrum from that penalty, and it's repacked and another player breaks, it's off to the sin bin. So oh, I, really? think, I think we might see a bit of strategy come in at times, um, depending on field position and things like that, where teams will try and um, will try and reset a scrum and 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 see if they can get someone off for ten. Even though they are, you, soft, uh, sorry, Mick, but even though they are soft scrums, they do play a, an integral part of the game because it gives teams the the opportunity to attack, um, you know, set plays and find some space. So while they're a bit of an eyesore, really, they do provide scoring opportunities. We saw New South Wales ex- exploit the, um, yeah, during the start of the yeah. last year. So 
I think it was was that game game one. I think where they just scored two or three from from scrums. It was unbelievable. Yeah, my my, my hope my hope with it is though that they don't um that they, they don't do what they you know it's sort of crept in over the last few years and and pack a scrum with um with outside backs and then leave it to some big boffer to start smashing up the middle again. But, you know, put the forwards in the scrum and let the ball sing. Let let, let the backs spread it if that's what the if that's what this rules about. Um. Give you guys yep. an opportunity. That's what I'd prefer to see. I think. Yep, agreed. The um, the play the ball restart. So, um, if the if the ball's kicked into touch, or um, or or a player goes into touch, they're gonna um, they're gonna restart with a play the ball and not setting a scrum anymore. Um, I think I think that I think that this is a good rule again for trying to speed the game up. The um, the only thing with that, obviously, is just what we've just talked about with scrums is 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 um, now you've got 13 on 13 spread across the field rather than opening up some space. But but I like it. I think it's a better rule. And then there's the handover for the incorrect play of the ball. I yeah, that, that, that right? is one as well, mate. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I, I like that as well. Um I think that you know, for for a very long time, um, there's been a little bit of uh, there's been, there's been a little bit of uh, contempt for the play of the ball, and people haven't even actually been trying to follow the rules. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm I'm for it. I think it's good. Uh, good stuff. Well, overall, I think the the rule changes are quite positive. So hopefully, a faster game, more scoring, um, and and some. Different tactics to uh, late in the game where you, you, know, you might be down by one or two going for the, the long range field goal. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's what we want to see. You want to see faster games, high scoring games. That's what everyone wants. So, yeah, yeah for sure. And and you want to you want to see the best competing for longer uh, and 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 you know less stoppages. I guess so. I'm, I'm I'm all for it. I don't think I don't think there's too many bad rule changes in there. Uh, great stuff. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Cheers, tonight, mate. Chris. I really enjoyed that. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. That's uh, all right. We'll get you back on, obviously, during the season to to give us some updates and and uh, you know we'll, we'll catch yeah, up, obviously. Sure. Yeah, I reckon it'd be great to have you on around State of Origin time, Chris. We can do a bit of a first part of the season review and preview the the uh, origin series oh yeah no I, I, i'm happy to do a preview of origin i think at the end uh once origin's over i'm not going to be too keen to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> all righty thanks guys cheers guys cheers see ya by the way did i say the dragons were shit